This episode of Worst Ever Podcast brought to you by Songfinch. Songfinch is a personalized gifting platform that brings your stories, feelings, and memories to life through one-of-a-kind songs from scratch. Using your unique stories along with your desired genre, vocalist gender, and song moods, they curate the perfect professional songwriter to handcraft the most personal gift you can give. This thing is awesome. Okay, so wait. Tell me how this tell me how this works. Okay. You ever have like somebody in your life who you want to give a gift to and you're like, I don't know what to give them, they have everything? I have so many of those people. Okay. Well that's what's awesome about this. So this is what you do. You go online, you basically fill out a small questionnaire, and it's like, what are some funny memories you have with this person? How did you know this person? Um, what kind of genre do you want? Do you want hip hop, rap, um, musical styles, like country? Do you oh, want a pop cool. song? Do you want a female vocalist, a male vocalist? You basically put all this stuff in there, they like stir the pot, and seven days later they give you a personalized song. Sort of like a Mad Lib thing. You fill yeah, in the blanks. And exactly. Then, and yeah. then it's for every occasion? It could be for anything. Like so a wedding? You, I think weddings Like would a be wedding a, song would be great. That would be perfect. Or even like a rehearsal dinner where you want to do something like funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have to make up the song. Like they make the song because they right. have 250 professional musicians and those are just growing every week. I should, I should, I should do that. I, I could be a professional musician that writes songs. Well. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right. But think about, like, birthdays, Mother's Day. I mean, Christmas is perfect. Um, and then your your song lives on a personal URL, which is your story homepage. And you can listen to it. You can download the song. You can read the lyrics. You can learn about your songwriter. You can share the song. So I have a um, little surprise for you. You do? Yes. Mm-hmm. I made you a song for Christmas. But you know I want, like, Starbucks gift cards. Yeah, I get that, but you're getting a song, so you're just going to enjoy it. All right. right. All right. We're going to play it live. Oh, I'm boy. really excited about <laughs> I it. I you right now. I'm so excited. I know it's okay. evil. So you guys know um, about Allah and I have known each other a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, some key points uh, are the fact that I mispronounce certain words like amphitheater. <laughs> okay. Um, mm. There's some. There's just some really funny inside jokes uh, about how long we've known each other. In fact, he eats all of my food well, all the time when he comes over. So anyway. I do the drive over, so you should supply the food. Okay. Here you go. Enjoy and Merry Christmas. Hmm. Started wondering how my Tell you you're the worst ever. No one else. 
Oh my God, that's Is that genius? amazing. Do you love it? I absolutely love it because it's so <laughs> fucking great. It's so great. But wait a minute. So we should have them do like our theme song for the live show. I know. I agree. So how do we, what's that, what's, how okay. do we get? So if you want to get your own personalized song, go to songfinch.com, enter code worst, and you can get $20 off your song. Yeah, we got to do this. We need to do it, like, a lot. I mean, I think this is the most genius gift you can give someone. It's so unique. It's so one of a kind. I love it. And it's so professionally done. And it's, like, your very own song. Yeah. It could be a hit. Like, I want to release it on iTunes. I've listened to it, like, 15 times. Unfortunately, it's been stuck in my head for two days. So, you're the worst. But anyway, can I love we you. Release Merry it Christmas. On, can we release it on iTunes <laughs> I don't know. I don't it? know how that works. I don't, I don't okay. Think okay. Thanks. No problem. I'm glad you like it. Uh, enjoy. This episode um, is with our friend Dave Hull. And it's very befitting because you would know him from the musical comedy Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, I love him. I know, me too. He's funny. He's so cute. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Welcome podcast. to Worst... You bitch. I almost got it all out. Damn it. You try. My head was turned. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm your host, Alak Khaled, and that's Christine Lakin. And Thank I'm, you, Christine. Anyways, we have I'm, a special guest. And I'm Christine Lakin. Right, got Thank it. You. It's getting me live even uh, when I listen. Yeah. Uh, today on the podcast, yes. we have a, a friend of mine, um, a very special friend of mine. I've known him for a couple years now. We met through mutual friends. You would know David Hull from his recurring role on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend as White Josh. That's right. You would also know him uh, in his recurring role from Insecure on HBO. Mm. What's your name on that? What a lead-in. You kind of... I'm really sorry. My dogs have decided to go... I am distracted by the dogs, but also... I can't. Stop it. You kind of stumped me on the character name, so the dogs are a convenient alibi for me to gather my thoughts. (laughs) But his name is Travis. Travis. I got there in the end. What shows again? I'm sorry. Crazy Ex Girlfriend and Insecure. Crazy Ex Girlfriend, is is that picked up? We're uh, we're halfway through our third season. Okay, good. Cool. Glad you're with us. On the CW, which is a network. It's It's a real network. It's. It's a real network. That's what and I say. Your show's That's not what a, I say about my show. It's a real network. You can find you it. You can watch it. You can get it. Yeah. And well, Pop is affiliated with the CW. That's well. There's yeah, they're both CBS. under the yeah, CBS, CBS overhead yeah. umbrella. But no, because you're probably one of the. There's not that many shows that aren't um, comic book. Yeah, they do have a. They do have, have a lot of comic assortment yeah. of comic true. book shows. That's true. And then they have one musical show. They have one musical show, and they have some of those, uh, you know, teen, tween. Vampire-y. vampire right. drama, soap opera. Riverdale. Riverdale, yeah, that's a good one. Um, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Dave. Thanks for having me. I'm this honored. Exciting. 
I listen, as you know. I appreciate so it. So this is thrilling for me. Dave is basically at our house like mm, almost every other Sunday. Yeah. Um, and yeah. sometimes randomly on, on weekdays. Sure. If anytime there's you, a text, I'll uh, probably yeah. I'm show I'm always up. so confused with you because you have you people, you never call me to come over <laughs> on another day. I like, see enough of you, quite frankly. You guys do have a real good love-hate thing going on, so I it's mean, nice. I know, but it's just you... weird for me that, because like, even like, he's not been on the podcast, but like Chad Schwartzman. Right. Like, he's here all the time, too. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. Chad before you. Well, whatever. And Chad I've known Chad a like long time, best too. Friends. I'm allowed to have my own friends. No, Thank I get you very it. much. It's fine. I'm just, it's... We- Listen, every time I've literally invited you over, you go, ugh, it's so far. But if we have something to do, <laughs> then you'll come and do a podcast, and then you eat all my food anyway. So mm, what does it matter? because well, you're a delicious cook. Yeah, what you do I make, make delicious food. You made food. A, some veggie lasagna. Sneaky vegetable no, it, it, lasagna. It was sneaky vegetable yeah. lasagna, but no, it, it did have turkey in it. Right. But there were a lot of sneaky vegetables. And I'm I had glad delicious. three helpings. I, I did as well. Um, and then Allah did contribute something to the meal. <laughs> God. Well, Should listen, we call that a contribution? A microwavable uh, mug full of cake. It's cake in a cup, Duncan Hines. <laughs> you should try it. It comes in all kinds of flavors. Takes a minute. There's when you live on your own and you live in a studio, you're not baking a whole fucking cake. No. <laughs> you're eating countless chemicals. Countless it's fine. chemicals. Microwave. I, listen, right. I grew up in the South. No I food like inside. white trash, s- Southern cake. You That's and me like, both. What, like I like like if you were in the South, I'd like to go to Publix and get a cake from a sheet cake from Publix. I like a Costco sheet cake. <laughs> I do. I think love, it's delicious. I love crap. Cake. Yeah, here's the that's, problem. That's not specific to the South. I don't. But, no. No, but here's my here's my thing with cake. Since we're talking cake right now, and we're gonna get into your career. No, let's in talk a second, cake this entire but, time. Uh, weddings disturb me because their cakes are too fancy and they're dry. I, I feel you. I feel you. You know why? Let me tell you something. I learned this when we were planning our wedding. A lot of the cakes are frozen ahead of time. They're yeah. not fresh. And if they're frozen, they're dry. Because when we, ours they was not. always pretty dry. Ours was not dry. However, the top of it that we froze, then you like eat a year later. Guys, stop doing this. It's not good. It's gross. <laughs> Just <laughs> buy a freaking cake at Vons and no, call it you, a day. Yeah, you seriously. need to take a bite of it. That's all. But you it's don't have gross. To eat the whole cake. Why do you even have to do that? Who made that up? Someone in the 1950s was like, we're all going to die, and there might be, like, the commies are coming to get us and save your wedding cake. I don't know who made this up. It's maybe like it's some because weird... they're so architectural. They <sighs> have, maybe they have to be frozen to get them to stack like that? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think know. they freeze them, Christine. No, well, we tasted some, and they were previously frozen, and they were very dry and gross. Just get a, an ice cream cake from Carvel. Uh, see, yes. I'm not, yes. I'm, I'm not a that. big ice cream. Like, if it's put in front of me... And then I remember it's delicious. Ice yeah. cream cake? Right. But I don't go, oh, I need a fucking Carvel ice cream cake. Like, I don't, like, when I'm, like, cake shopping, I'm not going, oh, I should get a Carvel. Oh, How about cookie cakes from a Mrs. Fields? Yes. I, listen, I like I'm a cookie cake, a cookie cake, but, <laughs> listen, I like a kiosk anything. Sure. So if there's a Mrs. Fields, listen, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Annie Ann's? Yeah. Annie. I'm just, I'm Annie spinning Annie off just on kiosks. No, I sell yeah. trashy yeah. food. Yeah. I like Annie Ann's. Okay. A subject we... about which I know very, very much. Well, you're from the Midwest. I am. And I feel like, you know, the South and Midwest have a couple things going for them. And some of that is um, mall food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, We've got a yeah. lot of mall. Cinnabon. Sure. I love you know? a Cinnabon. Great steak and potato. Do you guys have that? Great steak and potato. We didn't have a great steak that. and potato. Steak and shake? Steak and shake. There's a steak and shake here now. There is. It's in Burbank. Okay, I know because the furthest I think we need west to go. one was in Vegas for a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of <laughs> furthest west chain restaurants, there's a Waffle House in Phoenix. <gasps> oh my god! See, can scattered, I, smothered. Can, 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 I, can I tell you? Can I tell you my dream? Get in. I I have been dying, and I've been looking for investors to build a Waffle House in Silver Lake because I think every drunk oh, person yeah, that is some will go to yep. the yep. fucking Waffle House. I actually agree with you. You're right. Worst ever podcast right. at gmail.com. If you'd like to be an investor, <laughs> please email us. Actually, I would probably go in on that. I would. I would. I'm telling you right it now, it would, it would clean up. It would be huge. Yeah. Huge. I can't explain the difference between Waffle House and Denny's. See, like, the West Coast is such a Denny's mentality, and I want to explain to people why Waffle House no. is Waffle House different is way and better. Worse. That's why. No, it's so much better. Like, Waffle it's like House, better in a I get Waffle you. House breakfast, for instance, like, the only comparison I can make in this town would be, and it it's not the same, but the breakfasts are very similar is Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. So like, for instance, like the Big Mama at Roscoe's, it's their eggs with onions and cheese. Mm-hmm. It's a very Waffle House kind of thing. But you don't get the... the My the, mouth is watering. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> the Waffle House is more of a, you know, their sweat from the lion cook in your grits. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's a, there's just, hold on, I'm sorry. My sorry. dog is well, literally like trying to sexually assault eating, David. Eating me out. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. Why is no, he so attracted to you? I, I you are covered. It. Your pants are more white than they are black right now. Listen, Cody's got a thing for me. We he have is. a very special bond. Okay, I call him Sherman. We're good. We're good, buddy. Well, it, here's the deal, dude. Stop playing with the dog, and he'll leave you alone. Well, <laughs> no, that isn't true. Just... He'll do. He'll just lick me. Sherman, get over here. <laughs> David has actually watched our dogs because he's such a nice oh, person a couple like of times, that. and he gets. I think Cody has like an unnatural. See, I attraction ignore them. To David. I think he just admires me and looks up to me and sort of. Yeah, I, I feel that. Okay, let's move on. I'd like to talk about your worst ever hairs. My your, worst ever hairs? No. Oh. Your worst ever hairs. Oh, today? Yeah, what, what so are you, you're about driving, to tell me something. No. <laughs> I was driving, and when I sit at the light, I sometimes like do this. Which okay. Is, I don't, can you describe it to the audience? Um, picking see. at your eyebrows. Yeah, I just pull on it, like when I'm sitting at the red light or whatever. Okay. And there was one, I went like this, and I was like, uh, uh, like this. Wait, like long? <laughs> like like three inches. Gross, dude. And I was started freaking out going, it happens every once in a while. It'll happen overnight. Sometimes I'll have like that one gray that will come out, mm. but this was a black one. And I was like, and I have beautiful eyebrows. Oh, and God. Um, we all agree. Thank you. <laughs> and so I was like freaking out and I couldn't get it. Like I couldn't. So the whole time, like I'm driving, <laughs> trying to, which by the way, I just got that State Farm like, um, Thing Good that driver you, bump? Yeah, like the thing that you, to save money on your, like, and I'm like driving like a maniac trying to get this <laughs> eyebrow on. So I know I'm like lost You're trying my to discount. find the long one again? Or not, to, I couldn't get it. Like, I couldn't. You were trying like to it, pluck it. Like, it was sliding out of my fingers. Oh, okay. you know what I, mean? I, I finally got it. I almost wanted to save it and put it in a little baggie for you so you could see it. That is like, not no one's going to believe this. <laughs> it sounds worth saving to me. <laughs> no one's like, gonna I was like obsessed with it. Do you know what I mean? You, yes, I do. You know who had the longest eyebrows I've ever seen in my life? Patrick Duffy. Like mm. the longest. Like Stacey Keenan and I used to go up to him and literally pull his eyebrows down and they would come over his eyes. <laughs> and we were like, you have got to trim those things. And he would like pull them down and then like come up to us <laughs> and like get bit. really close and because he knew that we were so grossed out by him and and then someone <laughs> would eventually trim them but yeah he was he had woolly anyway, eyebrows so that was my worst hair eyebrow hair okay that, i mean it's an eyebrow hair yeah yeah it's an eyebrow hair mm-hmm. yeah david 
Mm. Any I don't, worst look, hair I don't, stories? Anything to contribute <laughs> on the eyebrow? Anything on the eyebrow? I do pull out my eyebrows as a nervous tick. I, I do the same thing. That's called something. Cody? What's it called? What's the name I for that? I swear to God. Trichotillomania. Trichotillomania. Is it, is that, that comes from my that, husband. He understands. you. He oh knows. Oh, God. <laughs> the DSM. That's the... But I don't like... I don't pluck them. I just... I just play with that. Yeah, you have issues, and you should probably see a therapist about that. But sometimes it feels good to pull them out, no? No, I don't pull them uh, out. I yeah, just, I is that like one? It. Cody is back to looking Cody's Dave. back. It's, so. I think it's one of those things okay. you just got to lean into it. Okay. All right, so tell right, me about Melissa your friend, because I don't know you. much about Dave. All right, you started out in from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, I'm from uh, about an hour outside of Cincinnati. You studied so. acting I, in the Midwest? I did not. No, not there. I was... Uh, we didn't really have a... I wasn't from an arts family, so I didn't really know much about the arts. Were you singing? I sang in the school choir. The chorale. Yes, the chorale. I was a choral kid. And from that, I... Uh, David, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have three brothers and a sister. They range in age from 36 until 18. I have an 18-year-old brother who just graduated high school, just started college. Okay. So we're all over the place. It's a big family. Right. I'm one just in trying Chicago, to out the chorale part. One in how Cincy. you like transition into the? No, I'm just trying to get no, a just picture. Just giving a little backstory. You know, yeah. A backstory. Uh, Are you the so, smallest yeah. one in the group? No, I'm the second oldest. You no. mean smallest physically? Yeah. Uh, no, we're all about the same size, okay. except for my middle brother, who's a police officer in Chicago. He's uh, like six two. Tom, thank you for his service. I will. He appreciates that. Okay. I'm sure. And Black Lives Matter. And that is also true. He's in Chicago. Yes. All right. He's in the northwest <laughs> suburbs. He's, okay. Good. He's not confronting. <laughs> Hashtag me too. We All can't right. with you. <laughs> but it is worth tackling. Let's <laughs> dig into that. Um, uh, so yeah, I was there. Oh, and while I was in the chorus, this girl Laura Pichetello asked me if I wanted to go audition for the theme park in our home. It's you know close to my hometown, uh, called Kings Island. And that was when I was sixteen. You see this? You see this dog? Yeah. Don't don't trans don't transition. <laughs> We're sixty nine. <laughs> stay with my us. dog is hot for you. I don't stay know with, what just else stay to with say. Us. Just stay, stay with it on that lower ankle hair. Please just stay with us. The audience doesn't give a fuck about the dog. <laughs> I don't know. They might. I, I mean, don't know them. If I talk about this dog one more time, I swear to God, people are like the dogs are annoying. Yeah. Okay, but he is handsome. Well, all right, go ahead. Uh, so Laura Pichetello got me to audition for that. And I was 16, and uh, about two weeks before they started rehearsal, I got a call that I got it, and I imagine they went through, you know, everybody else, and finally were like, ah, this kid's from here, he'll probably take it. Oh, God. You mean in the shows? No. For For my audition? audition? Yeah. You're what, 16? Yeah. I think it might have been a... Uh, this is gonna. What I did for love? No, 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 nothing. My from, country to nothing from the legitimate theater. A lot of kids sing the My Country to no, nothing patriotic audition. either. I think it might have been God must have spent a little more time on you. <laughs> yeah, okay, that sounds about right. I could see that. Oh, wait, my, that's that's um, my best guess. In uh, sync or Backstreet Boys, one of the two. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that's must a have good spent song. a little more a time on you. That's, that's a good song. Got me the job at yeah. the last minute. And I couldn't believe they were going to pay me money to... I did like five shows a day in an outdoor amphitheater called the Back Porch Stage. And we did Great American Country, Songbook. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, 90 degrees and humid and How many people probably were in the group? Hor- What's the group called? Well, the show was called... The first year I did it... I w- ended up working there for three years. But the first year I did it, my show was called Wide Open Country, which we all called Wide Open Cooter. <laughs> which okay. we we all thought was very clever at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then the next year I did a show called Vibe. No, Graveyard Shift. And you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> have we talked about Graveyard Shift? No, I don't know if we have. This was a... This was <laughs> this was around the time Universal Studios. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the theme park I went entertainment high, I industry. I went to high school across oh, yeah. from Universal, and I worked at Disney. He oh, you did. Morocco okay, at some do you point, then so. you really don't listen to the podcast? Well, I re- well, I just remember from Dee Dee's episode <laughs> okay. that there was a conversation about you being in Orlando. But I thought you were her, her, uh, you were not hers. You were somebody's like guardian. guardian giver. Yeah. Just we were friends. We were the same age. I was like a year older than them. I kind of thought you had moved there for that job for the Mickey Mouse Club. No, thing. you lived no, there. No, no, I was, I was, no, I was doing my own thing. Okay. Just anyway, go ahead. Universal Studios had a show called I don't Is know this what it's the called. Beetlejuice thing. Yeah, they had oh, like yeah, a yeah, Beetlejuice yeah. monster show. So I went to high school with Wayne Brady. Okay, and Wayne Brady was in the Beetlejuice show. Was at Universal? He? Yeah. Who was he? I think he was. It's one of the black guys in the mm. show. Great. <laughs> I don't know. Way to typecast him. Allah. I don't know if he played Beetle. No, I don't think he played Beetlejuice. I, no, he was. They weren't into colorblind casting back then, I don't think. No, I don't know. But he was, yeah, he was, he was, he did it here too. Go well, ahead. the the overarching point of this is that they had a very successful show that was about monsters from the Universal catalog, but they just sang pop tunes. Right. So our park, which had no character catalog to pull from wanted to do a similar show so we did pop songs with slightly adjusted lyrics to make them about monsters <laughs> it was called graveyard shift but it just ended up reading like a halloween show That's even though it was in the middle of the summer it I was had say, this wasn't even in the june okay may but oh it, was the, it was the night okay. show nope what? Five times a day, first show at 11.30 in the morning. Stop wow. It. Sound check at 10. I played Patch, a uh, character. I had a second number arrival, which I think makes me the star. And <laughs> I played the character Patch, who was put together from lots of pieces of other dead bodies in the graveyard because one of their bandmates doesn't turn up. So are you guys in spooky makeup, the whole bit? Oh, yeah. Yep. I had a Billy Idol wig and I had Britney Mike. I really thought I had made it. And uh, we were doing a Halloween show at 11.30 in the morning in June. And the audiences sure. really ate it up. I can't sure. imagine why. We had very cleverly re-lyriced songs. What company owns this park? Is it- at this point, Paramount did. Okay. But Paramount gave us like no licensing except for VH1 had the pop show and CMT had the country show. But other than that, there was kind of no licensing affiliation or like some of the rides were named after movies but they it was very loose this right. was not a disneyland type theme park but the show was wonderful <laughs> my love interest was medusa who's not a monster just from mythology sure, yep there's also really scare so queen much. of the fright who is a combination of both Cher and I guess Whitney Houston because of Queen of the Night. I'm not really sure, but what? she wore oh she wore the Bride of Frankenstein wig. No, fully ripped that off from Universal, but also was just a monster. And then the lead was Doctor Frankenstein, who was the doctor who put all of this together. And my love interest Medusa and I had a sort of on again, off again thing until we sang Love Shock in place of Love Shack, uh-huh, as you uh-huh. can imagine. And they shock us, uh, and we sing, uh, "Do you believe in love after life?" Can we you find see? this on YouTube? <laughs> nope, doesn't exist. Oh I, I have gosh. scoured the internet, mostly so that I could have a lawyer strip it in <laughs> case it did exist. 
but it doesn't, unfortunately. Does the park still exist? Yeah, the park's still there. Did and it? apparently they brought back this show a couple years ago for Halloween, which makes sense. That one is actually appropriate. Um, so there is video of that. But it had it doesn't hold a candle to our version. I think so our version. you were version. there for three years, you said? Mm-hmm. And wow. then you, I mean, listen, you're 16 to 19. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good money when you're in high school. Yeah, I think they pay, I don't know, it was like 300 bucks a week. It wasn't a lot, but... But at I, that time... I sang like bullshit yeah. songs four or five times a day. Yeah, you're not like you're not like carrying groceries. To yeah, exactly. Right. And everybody else was, you know, working minimum wage jobs at the mall. And I was going... I mean, it. I couldn't believe that they were paying me money to do that. We had a blast. So then, do you continue to sing? So from that point, a lot of people... There, it was kind of a weird transitional year for that because that park used to have kind of legitimate entertainment. So a lot of our performers were like in their 30s and would do that during the summer and do shows in Branson during the winter. Branson, Missouri. Branson, Mo. The tryout town. Sure. It's the city of sneeze guards. Welcome to Shoney's. What sneeze? Oh, sneeze guards. Oh, at the buffets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a Shoney's buffet, and don't you say it. Also, thing biblical about dinner I'm not theater. Anything. I'm okay. just saying, you know, you got to have a sneeze guard. Okay. They have a lot of Christian themed dinner theater. Yep. 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 Uh, so they would do shows there and in at Kings Island. And then there were also some university students who were on their summer vacations from their colleges studying right. their, you know, theater or vocal performance or whatever. So one of them went to Michigan and had me audition for his part. I auditioned there and at a school in my hometown in Cincinnati. Didn't get into that one. But I got into Michigan. They gave me a little scholarship. Did you go Michigan's to... Michigan's a beautiful did, school. Did yeah. you... Did oh, yeah, you guys just went. Yeah. They have a theater program there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Wait, did you know Lindsay Alley? Mm-mm. I think Lindsay went there. Okay, well, great. We're going to have her on, She's younger than I She's wonderful, but she was they a don't know each other, well. dude. Oh. She's and then after after college is when you went to New York. That's right. And well, I went after my freshman year. I was going to drop out, and I was going to move to LA. I was going to go into music business. That's what I thought. And uh, I almost went like to producing? Nashville. Like, like I don't know, really know, but I almost went to Belmont in Nashville for okay. music business. I think I thought I was going to be a pop star, honestly. Okay. And I, I was like. Well, after doing, you know, Patch. Patch. How could you how not? How could you not be a... I sang I mean, Walk This Way. you had a Billy way. Idol wig. I did. And I sang shock. Walk This Way almost entirely in my head voice. Oh, <laughs> because wow. Was, that's, I couldn't sing that. Sure. We yeah, sang... Um, the finale was Prince. Uh, let's Get Crazy. Let's Get Nuts with no lyric changes. or just sort of celebratory Prince song. I sang another Prince song. song. Oh, Kiss. That's what I sang to Medusa to try and... Is uh, there a live band or is it just track? No, 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 no. All tracked. Is there any track mess-ups? Track mess-ups? Uh, probably. We're, we're operating on a very high-tech system here. Okay, good. And so, wait, you go to Michigan. You yep. stay through just your freshman year? I stayed through my freshman year, and then I, I was going to go to L.A. with my friend Jenny, who still lives out here and works at Disney, and she just had a kid. Um, but for some reason, I don't remember what happened. We had a falling out, or I don't know what happened. And so she went to L.A. I went to New York because I had a buddy from the theme park who was there who was back he had come for the summer and gone back to New York that's where he lived and his roommate had taken a job at a regional theater and they couldn't find anyone to sublet his room it was in Forest Hills in Queens and so he I was like I can't pay the 650 or whatever was super cheap back then but I'll give you 300 bucks I can give you 300 bucks a month he was like I I have no other options so yeah we'll just split we'll split what year is this oh three oh four 
Wow. So that was kind of just like a random, I mean, it just sort of worked out yeah. that you went to New York and yeah. tried it out because yeah. some guy was desperate. And I was so, I had such a miserable experience because I had no money. I was eating, I would have a waffle with applesauce for breakfast and a waffle with applesauce for dinner and then some street meat or something for lunch. That was like all I, I that was all I ate. I lost a ton of weight. I got bed bugs. <gasps> Ooh. I didn't have any air conditioning. Oh, Forest Hills. Oh, yeah. And I was sleeping on the hardwood floor because the bed was toast. And I would tie all of my clothes up in a plastic bag so that it would kill the bugs. You know, it was, uh, Jeez, it was, it was rough. I was working two jobs and I was doing an internship. And by the end of that summer, I had no money. I didn't know what I was doing. So I went back to school and I ended up finishing that out. And, and you went where? Back to Michigan. You did? Yeah. Studying musical theater, and then uh, oh, and political science. I don't know because you have to have that backup. Yeah, it was a it was a dual degree. I was pre law. My parents. I took my LSATs when I graduated. My parents still ask me about it sometimes. <laughs> they, when you can use that, David. Those scores expired about six years ago. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, don't think I'm going to be making it to law school. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. And but uh, so yeah, I came to New York, and right away I was doing a show. I one of my mentors at school also directed stuff out of uh, out and around. So we did a show at the Goodspeed Opera House called High Button Shoes, an old Julie Stein show yes. that they insisted we were bringing into New York. And I'm still waiting on the call. We're going to Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. They made me keep a Bible of all the blocking for when we oh. moved. Did you in. audition while you were in New York? I did, yeah, uh, a little bit. I had I, I had a couple months there between school and the job, and so I auditioned a little bit. And so anyway, while I was doing the Good Speed Opera House show, I ended up getting the Wicked tour. So I, I went right from that onto the, oh, the so tour. Oh, so you were on tour with Dee Dee Magno and that's where I met Dee Dee and Cliff. And, and, yeah. and Cliff, yeah, and they and they only Cliff. had one kid at that point, but right, Hayden, I believe, was his name. Wait, then you also know how long was that tour? I was on there for a year and a half. Wow. And then I went right on to another tour for another year and a half. So I was out on the road. Who'd you play in the wow. tour? I was just um, in the ensemble. So were you there with Jenna Lee Green? No. 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 Are you I think a flying she monkey? Was doing it in Chicago. I was not a flying monkey, but I was a monkey that hung on the back of a sort of laddery grate and just flailed around. Cool. To make the audience think that more monkeys were flying than there were. <laughs> <laughs> what was the weirdest thing? What was the next show you were on tour with? A chorus line. Oh. Oh, the revival the, yep, version of it? That's the it. The one that they made the documentary out of? Yes, that's the one. By the way, wow. I saw that revival. Are you in the documentary? No. Oh. No. Uh, hold on. I saw that revival on Broadway. Hated it. I, if there was an intermission in chorus line, <laughs> I would have walked out. So sweet. Um. <laughs> Thanks for saying <laughs> in so. In fact, just while we're at it, I yeah, don't know who cast me. that fucking show. Jay Bender. Take him to task. <laughs> He cast the cast the actual Broadway the revival mm -hmm. horrible casting. <laughs> Why so? Tell okay. us, give, give us your opinion. I mean, he's obvi I mean, he cast me. He obviously has no idea what he's doing. Did you do the Broadway? <laughs> I did the tour. Well, I'm not talking about the tour. I didn't see the tour. I saw mm. the Broadway. Did yeah. they bring the Broadway people on tour? Uh, uh, did they bring the Cassie? Yet. No. Huh. Good. Nance. Uh, what was her name? Oh, I know what her name was. Um, I'm not going to say it. Did they bring? Who did they bring? No, the the Broadway company was still open when we were out. Okay. They closed while we were still out. So uh, I wonder why. what was wrong. What was <laughs> okay, your? Okay, it's just it was a casting thing. First of all, the uh, a I'm, lot of beef. Trying, with this I'm trying to block it out. Sorry, you had yeah, such a good time. Yeah, because I love I love the show. So when and I worked with Marvin Hamlish, 
So, I, you know, if I saw Marvin, God rest his soul, if I saw him tomorrow, I'm like, what the fuck were you doing, dude? What <laughs> happened? I mean, because it's a great show. It's a great show. He came when we were in Detroit and told us, uh, thanks for working for the holidays. I know it's a rough time. I just got a new kitchen. That's he's very he's very he's very listen that guy is so funny and he's so dry he's, he's so he yeah, probably yep. did and he got a probably beautiful kitchen. I'm sure it was gorgeous yeah his wife is lovely too by the way and I'm sure she is so no so okay the tits and ass girl uh-huh. what's her character that's Val Val she had no tits no ass i was like i don't get it like it was like i'm like i was like who who thought of this and then the uh who does who's the love interest with the uh director cassie cassie i mean <laughs> this girl I, I just it was i the ballet i the whole it wasn't for you it was not good Okay, <laughs> didn't like. I it. can't uh, speak to it, nor can I defend yeah. it. And uh, ugh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was bad. Wait, I'm so- sorry you had such a terrible time. Uh, I actually never saw it, but I'm sure if you saw the tour, you would have loved it. I hope it's better. We played Orlando. I don't know if you were still there. Which where did you play in Orlando? Dead Bob's, they call it. Dead Bob's. Yeah, it's oh, called Bob, the, the uh, Robert S. Something. Uh, Bob. Um, but all all the stagehands call it Dead yeah, Bob's. I forget. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. <Steven. laughs> so three bo- years uh, on tour. Yeah, three years on the road. Dude, that's a long time. It was a long time. With I, did line? you enjoy that? No, a year, and a, half, and then, a year and a half. Uh, kind of and back then to back. Keep up. Uh, I had a blast. I, I probably had. Uh, Chorus Line did a real shady thing. They they shut they closed down the tour, and then they were going to go out this new contract. Jenna and I were just talking about this the other day called CETA, which is short engagement touring agreement. So they were just going to have like split weeks and single weeks instead of two week stays, which is what we'd been doing. And because of that, the union uh, allowed this new contract that was to kind of s- hold off all of the tours going out non-union because they were basically like, if you want us to send it out union, you're going to have to give us a shittier contract because we're not going to pay it. We'll just send it out non-union. We it, No skin off our backs. So the union gave them this contract called the CETA, and it was a third of what we were getting. So they were basically asked us to do the exact same jobs for a third of what we but were getting. But what was the difference? Like, just explain to the audience what that means, split weeks. So, uh, yeah, Tours that were staying for two, three, four weeks in one city, mm-hmm. it costs the touring producers less because they don't have to move the set as much because they have to hire all these union guys and they have to hire drivers and the trucks have to drive them to the next town. And I don't know, we only had a couple trucks, but they were going to start only playing like two and three nighters split weeks between two towns so that they could appease this contract, which says half of your stays have to be less than a week. So they were going to do that so that they could have a lower contract grade. So it was, I don't remember what we were getting paid, but it was a third of what we were getting paid to go out with that same thing. And they got rid of the per diem. The per diem on those... I was going to ask you, did they get rid of the well, per diem? Well, that's the whole point they, why people go on tour they is did that... They save money. Yeah. Right. You're not paying for... You're usually subletting your apartment. You know you're going to be on tour for yeah. long time. So you're not paying for a, a hotel when, or whatever. When I was out, whatever. the per diem was like 980 a week, and that was tax-free. Right. And then you got your salary on top of that. Right. And and if you stayed in a, if you shared a room with somebody, you paid half. If your parents happened to live in that town, or you had a friend who happened to live in that town, right. you could stay with them and save all of your per diem. So there are all these. You could really save money. 
they got rid of the ability for you to stay to share a hotel room and save money or for you to stay you would just waive the they would just take care of the hotel room and you would waive the right to per diem right Right, because then they have probably corporate deals with right, that's chains, right. and so they don't pay. And I think the per diem, uh, then they did give you a smaller per diem for you know cost of living things, and it was like, I think it was 280 bucks a week. Who were you in Chorus Line? Mark, the young boy who thinks he has gonorrhea. Right. That's lovely. I didn't like him on Broadway either. <laughs> <laughs> you would have loved him on the tour. I, I think I would, have. I would have. I probably would have rather seen the tour. Do they have the same director as the... Oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> listen, okay. I'm not going to listen. It's just my opinion. We don't have to belabor. Listen, uh, that's fine. Like, that. When they revived Company, mm-hmm. loved it. See, well, the difference is a chorus line is sort of a museum piece. So they revived it with every piece completely as it was when they mounted the original production. Like to the number, to the hand on the hip, on the word. It was that well, specific. It's a, it's a choreography. It's a standard in like basic right. choreography. When you take a musical theater class, if you're in like a right. musical theater school, it's one of the first classic you, combinations. One yeah. is one of the first combinations that you learn in that. I get it. Number. I, I, it was the changes that they made and the casting that I had the problem with. That's my point. That's all. Okay. I wish I knew more about it. Yeah. So, David, when you... Um, I've never called you dick. David in my life, but tonight I'm calling you David because it feels... No, yeah, I, I appreciate the respect. I think it's because yeah, you're drunk. I've just, what do you mean I'm drunk? You're, no, she's being respectful. I'm being respectful okay. to his career. All right. So you finished that tour, uh-huh. and then what was the next thing? Hmm. Uh, I, did a, I did a Cyrano de Bergerac adaptation called Calvin Berger that's also coming in. Um, we did it at the George Street Playhouse, so I'm waiting for that and one. To waiting come for the Broadway, Broadway. Call. Yeah, It's a musical. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that. Show yeah, too. it was good. I played the like Story. dumb jock who you know, gets puppeteered by the seri- by the. Who smart, did the music seri- for that? His name was Barry Weiner. He's a very clever, clever writer. It was good. I thought it was really good, but uh, nothing ever happened with it. And then while I was doing that, Wicked asked me to come into the New York company. So I ended up going and doing that for, I don't know, maybe a year. And while I was doing that, I did I got How to Succeed, Understudying Daniel Radcliffe. So I went and did that. That's a for, great show. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was, that was awesome. I did that for like a year and a half, and then I went back to Wicked. Wait, can I ask a quick question? Uh-huh. Okay. So you're understudying Daniel Radcliffe. That's right. Was there ever like a moment in time when they'd be like, Ladies and gentlemen, the part of what's his name? J. Pierpont. Yes, Finch. J. Pierpont. Right, J. Pierpont Finch tonight will be played by David Hall, and then you'd hear like, ah. Uh, so Dan <laughs> never missed a show. Oh, really? So I never had to go on, but his name was above the title, so everyone would have been entitled to refunds if that ever did happen. Okay. So it would have been mortifying. the The scenario you're describing <laughs> would have been just terror I, everyone would have well, been furious everyone would have left and there would have been like 65 people in the audience who didn't hear the announcement <laughs> and then i would come up and you'd hear like a hundred old that's people not be harry like, potter How many, i'm i'm curious on broadway and i'm sure the audience as well when you're playing an understudy for someone like mm-hmm. ratcliffe mm-hmm. how many rehearsals do you get as that character it depends on the stage in the process, if he had gone out, there was one time that I got the green, I got the green light, red alert, he was super sick. Between shows, they told me that I was going to have to go on and I had had one rehearsal maybe. 
Oh, I didn't have costumes, so I was going to have to wear a lot of my ensemble clothes with like a couple weird. He's tiny. He's mm-hmm. a lot smaller than me, so I couldn't even fit into his clothes. So they were just pulling things. They were like running to. Here's a random hat. Yeah. They were like running to Brooks Brothers and pulling blazers and trying to find a way to make that happen. And he ended up. I don't remember what happened. He must have gotten some weird celebrity witch doctor nonsense because he came in fresh as a daisy for the night show. But up until like the 15-minute call, we all thought I was going on. So we all sto- we spent that entire break basically teaching me the show. Uh, so, but so p- during the whole rehearsal process, mm-hmm. you're just sort of taking notes. You're not actually moving. Well, I was learning my part too. Right, so I'm saying is, but you're watching him. I'm Not really, because I was learning the part that I did. Every See, day. I don't get how they, I don't how yeah, you I don't do know that. how anyone ever understands. Originating a company is kind of crazy that way. When I went back to Wicked, I was understudying Fierro, and I did have to go, and I had done the show at that point for like three years over the previous five years in, in different, right. at different times. So I knew the show sort of well, but I ended up going on for Fierro before I was even, before I even started rehearsals for that part. Because they had run through all their understudies and they came up to me about halfway through the matinee and said, would, I'm sure this, you have every right to say no to this, but is there any world where you think you could go on tonight? And I was like, I don't know if you'll meet me at the exit and take me to my next entrance and tell me what I say first. I, let's give it a go. And so I ended up going on that night. It's crazy. But those shows, it's a little, it, there's such, it's so calculated at that point. They know exactly where everyone's supposed to be. There's no like, like lines. Lyrics. I mean, how about notes? The lyrics I was making up. I'm sure that was just gibberish (laughs) coming out of my mouth. I mean, that's where that's my point. It's like the memorization. Yeah, all that. Well, you you know, some of it seeps in. Well, because I had done the show. I'm sure it seeps in. The rhythm of it. Doing it now. Oh yeah. I could never do it now. I would be. I would be so fucking nervous if I had to do that right now. There's no way on this planet that I that they could come to me. Is there a tape of this night? I'm dying to see this. I doubt it because this was before all those YouTube fans went nuts like they do. But maybe. I don't know. There might be. If you're out there, go ahead. Email us. We'll put it up. You know what's funny is that was... I ended up playing that part a handful of times after that just in the course of my run. And that was the one I felt best about. Why did they... Because you said because they were going through their understudies. Yeah. The Like how many... Like what? How does that happen? They had to put him but down. But not only that, but like I'm thinking as a broad, <laughs> I'm thinking as a Broadway producer, I'm like going, yeah, let's just get that guy to do. I wonder if he'll do it. That's what it sounds like. It was a last resort <laughs> thing. Huge, well, what they would have had cast. to do is maybe fly someone from the tour to do it, and then that's a headache. Or they had, I think they did have an emergency option, but they knew that I knew it. They knew that I knew the show, and they had walked me through a couple. We had had a, what's that called? They had, there's a term for it, but where there would like a cue to cue, where mm-hmm. they would show me if I had to go down in a trap door, if I had anything like right. that. We had already covered that, and I, I we spent the break between learning everything. So we lear- I did learn. I spent that three hour three hour break learning a lot. So I wasn't completely unprepared. It's not like I was just winging it out there. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I think if they had asked me to do that now, the pressure would dawn on me, but I was just young and stupid. Not only that, but it's also a show where the fans know the show so well. That is true. And they're repeat offenders in the sense that they (laughs) come back to watch. So... Like to get those twenty five dollar tickets in yeah, the front row. Yeah, that's where sure. I would be like. It's not like some, you know. It's not like you're doing a show where it's like new on Broadway. Not a lot of people know. Right. Like Wicked is like the people that go see that show over and over again. They're yeah. like fanatics. Yeah. yeah, 
Definitely. That's a lot of pressure. It's yeah. It's a but I never had to go pressure. on for Dan. Do they pay you more? If you go on, mm-hmm. yes, there's a bump, and that's pretty pretty much the only thing they'll negotiate anymore. Because now they're it, Broadway's all like minimum, no negotiations. They won't go up on yeah because they got to pay for their stars now. That's right. Yeah, TV so, stars. Um, he never missed a show. How long did that show run? Well, the show ran about a year and three or four months. He left after ten months, I think. And then Darren Chris came in. He only did three weeks, so he never missed either. And then Nick Jonas came in. Oh, right. And right. he, I think only his run was about three months or something like that. So he ne- he didn't miss either, but he only did that three months. What? So Dan did 10 straight months without missing. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. What Broadway audition did you have that you didn't get, came close, but you wish you had and you saw it after? Uh, I, re- I went in about... 100,000 times for this show next to normal. I don't know. <gasps> oh, yeah. I, I saw Dee Dee in it at West Coast Players. Oh, did she do it? She, her and Clifton. Yeah. Well, they played, they, she played the lead. Yeah, she played the all mom? Asian cast. She played yeah. the mom. What? I, I get chills just thinking about it. Oh, I and wish he I was amazing as well. And he was the dad. He was the husband. Oh, God. And I, can I just tell show. you my experience? Yeah. I knew what the subject matter was, sure. but I'm thinking musical theater. Yeah. So I'm not thinking it's that heavy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm literally in the first like 20 minutes of the show going. I got to go to my car and cry. I'm not going to make it. Oh, it's sub. I'm not yeah. going yeah. to make it through the finish. show. Yeah. I literally was like, I, I can't deal with this. Like, I this sobbed. is a lot. I yeah. sobbed. Full it's out a brilliant show. show. It's very smart. Who did you audition for? For the, the young. The kid. Spoiler. Who, yeah, well, the well dead listen, one. if you haven't seen Next to Normal by now, I'm <laughs> sorry. We're sorry gonna, about it. Yeah. The dead but, one. Yeah. The kid. Really, yeah. the Aaron Tveit, yeah, the Aaron Tveit deal. The cast was amazing. It was a great production. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I had gone in for a lot of things that that guy ended up getting, for, or to replace him in something, or to understudy him in something. And he can sing me under the table. I had no business doing it, but for some reason, I was always right there. I was always in that pool. I think just your like trying type my best is very hard to find on Broadway. Yeah, I think you you're know? probably right. Yeah, it is a pretty small... Handsome, young, like... Pool. Yeah, yeah. masculine guy in Broadway. That's, like, difficult well, thank you to find. all of those... Uh, but also, don't you, like... I know descriptors. When, when, you have that, when you have that actor nemesis guy... Yeah. He was not my nemesis, for the record. He was, like... Well, whatever. He was the one who had gotten there, and I was kind well, of Well, for the purpose him. of this show, he's your nemesis, all right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, because like even with me and I'm sure you have that same thing Christine is like uh-huh. when you have that person that you're always up against always you see them and you're like when you walk in you're like fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. right I pray that they book a series I pray that they get something because I'm like Get out of my way. Just book something that lasts eight years. I don't care. (laughs) Just book it, dude. Be on CSI Bakersfield. Just please, Please, whatever you do. Just book it. Like, I want to stop seeing, like, I'm tired of it. That's funny. <laughs> I, I think uh, that was more your tangent than I mine. I, listen, I, uh, I get emotional with these podcasts. So wait. Oh, God. What? I mean, the faces. What? The faces you make. What are you talking about? The faces I make. The eyes, the faces. (laughs) Oh, the depth of your two relations, the relationship drama is palpable in this room for those of you. Listen, can can we just thank our sponsor this week, our other sponsor, Daily Harvest? Yes, I want to talk about it. We've all seen a mouthwatering healthy smoothie or acai bowl. Acai? 
Asahi? I think it's Asahi. Asahi. It's delicious. Okay. You've seen it on Instagram, Pinterest. People love to just like do the food porn. And I don't blame them because it's delicious looking. And you've probably thought, you know what? I should be eating that. But hello, who has time to make that that looks really involved? Wouldn't it just be great if you could just get those perfect picture nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market, chop up a bunch of stuff, make it look pretty and take a picture. Well, let me tell you something. Now you can get all your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. Mm. You know what's great, Christine, is that Daily Harvest freezes all their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in their nutrient values. Yeah, well, you want to get things at their peak at their peak value. You want well, to get things fresh when is it's good, all right? coming out fresh. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're freezing it, so you're getting it that way. I know. Don't you get it? I get it. All right. Well, either way, your Daily Harvest Cup is ready in like 30 seconds. All you have to do is add water, or maybe if you're feeling fancy, you can put in like coconut milk or almond milk or I don't care, whatever milk, whatever milks you like. Or maybe a juice. Or a juice. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. It's it's that easy. And I actually, you know, I, I give my daughter a lot of smoothies. And this, I spend a lot of time with the chopping and the prepping and, and the blending. And this has made my life so much easier. And it's sent to your door. Sent right to my door. And I feel really good that I'm getting good nutrients and so is she. You don't even have to think about it. Well, let's tell our fans how they can get it. All right. Go to daily-harvest.com, enter promo code WORST to get three items free. Three? Three. Free. For free. Off your first box. That's promo code WORST for three free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com. Thanks, Daily Harvest. Back to next to normal. <laughs> because listen to me. I'm like... Uh, I can't believe that's the first time you've seen it. It is... Isn't I know, it good? It's, it's so, so good. I was like... You know when she sings that song, I Miss the Mountains? Oh. Yeah. I think about it sometimes. I think about it from time to time. Just comes I to can, my mind. I can't ever see that show again. You understand that. Like, it was a one-time... Like, I, I, I wish I had known they were doing it. I would have absolutely... Oh, my God. It was so good. That. They were both so great. But I literally was like, I will never... I don't care who's starring in it. It's I will very never emotional. see this show again. Yeah. It is so... It, it was... It killed me. It's hard to watch. I don't yeah, think I it again. killed me. Wait, David, I want to get on to the next phase. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people don't... Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this probably know you best from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what a lot of people probably don't know is the incarnation of that show and how you... So, so just talk about that. Yeah, so I had come out here with a play called Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike. And we did a like a three-month run. At the Mark Taper Forum. At the Mark Taper Forum. Which is, is a that huge... a revival of that show? No, it I'm was... I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> did you hate the Broadway version? I never saw it. <laughs> um, that one was very well cast, I think. And the Mark Taper Forum is a very prestigious um, yeah, house. So right after it closed on Broadway, they brought it out... Uh, to LA and the guy who played my part in New York had gotten the end of the woods movie. And so he was unavailable. So I ended up replacing him, which was super fun. See, that's his CSI. Great. Yeah. He got a CSI. He got a CSI. And so I got a job. Great. It was awesome. David High Pierce, uh, stepped out to direct it because our director got very sick. Anyway, that's a tangent, but it was it was a really but great. That's awesome. That's to cool. Have, yeah, he's genius. Yeah, he's and genius. He was lovely. Yeah, he's had a the great best. Time with him. The best human on the planet. Uh, and I played opposite Christine Ebersole. Oh wow! Which was it, I w- the relationship we have? We had so many like ups and downs, but now we it was crazy how bonded we became over the course that we played love interests. And so we had to like make right. out and right. I had to feel her up and all this stuff. So it was a very intimate uh, situation for us to be in. So it was kind of 
weird at first. It was, it was strange at first. But. That must be, uh, like, can I ask you, can I just stop for a second? Yeah. When you're in rehearsals, like, as in a film, you might talk about the scene and how that's going to go down sort of, like, on a technical level. Right. But, like, sometimes the first time you're doing it is the first time, like, they're saying, like, take yeah. one. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. action. Yeah, you don't in have the play, luxury In a play, it's, like, totally different. Like, right. in rehearsals, are you guys, I mean, you're full, you're 100%, you're just going for it? Yeah, well... This was a weird one, too, because I was sort of a replacement, so we didn't have a real lengthy rehearsal process to find all of our kind of the juicy guts of it all. Got it. I was kind of trying to thrown fit into, into his cookie cutter. And role. he, his name's Billy Magnuson. He is out of his mind lunatic. He is so, in, he's so insanely wonderful to watch because he, he can get away with anything because he's just that person. He is so wild. And so all of his things, if I tried to do them, would have felt super disingenuous because it would have been like this Got guy it. trying so hard to be funny. When when he did it, it was just this like wild maniac of a you human You had to like thing. find your own take. Right. But also for her, it's probably good because it's a fresh thing for her. It well, sort of she start- had stepped in for Sigourney Weaver. So we were the two who, I mean, to this. who, had, uh, who had gotten replaced. So we were both Very kind fancy. of in that in that insecure position oh, of trying to step in amongst the fully formed rest of the cast gotcha. and then also make it our own. And David was wonderful about helping us find all of that. Um, but we just didn't have much time. So it was a, it was crunch time and the intimacy part, it was just very forced at first. It, I see. it didn't feel good and it, it wasn't getting laughs and there were, you know, some serious conversations about that. Because it, I don't know the, if the rest of the play works, especially then our stuff really stood out. So I mean, I'm not sure what all the creative conversations were about that, but we had a pretty tricky path to finding all of that, and I think that's what ba- what bonded us so so quickly that yeah. we both were in that position. And then David was so helpful and lovely and helped us really kind of make that our own. But that's all a tangent. So anyway, I was doing that play, and I w- I started working on. Um, the show, the the middle that like uh, right. I just did a few episodes of that, but because you of that, e- Eden Shears love interest. love interest, yeah. So I had just come out for three months. I put all my stuff in storage in New York and was just coming out for three months. But then I kind of got that little thing, so I stayed for another couple weeks. And then I auditioned for Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It was around pilot season. They were originally piloted as a Showtime half hour. Mm-hmm. It was just like a ten episode deal. They, I didn't get it. I auditioned for the role of Greg, which was played by Santino Fontana eventually, mm-hmm. and um, didn't get it. But the casting director thought that I looked so much like the guy who they had cast as Josh, who happens to be Filipino, that she kept thinking how funny it would be if I did get cast as Greg and we would both just happened to look very similar and one of us was white like the white version of this mm-hmm, Filipino mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. So she started referring to me as white Josh in Cult. the casting sessions. Yeah. Filipinos can sing. Sure. Just want to say that. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, okay. of course they can. <laughs> We've all been on a cruise. Um, where there's a Freddie uh, Mercury and that is literally every Freddie Mercury, every queen cover band with a Freddie Mercury is a Filipino man and he can Usually sing his tits off. I'm just saying. All right. What's the... Uh, I'm just saying. Aria Speedwagon or somebody has... Some classic band has a Filipino cover. Journey. Oh, Journey. Yeah, that's yeah, what it Journey. is. I think he's Japanese. Oh. Journey and... No, I thought he was uh, yeah, Filipino. Journey and Queen. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he's outstanding. 
I saw him in Atlantic City. Sounds just like him. <laughs> he sounds just like him. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, Amazing. it is. It's insane. Um, Wait, so the casting director yeah, was so the kind of the one who coined that phrase, just White kept Josh? referring to me as White Josh. That's so crazy. The show, they piloted the Showtime half hour. It didn't get picked up. It kinda, you were not in that. Pilot. I was not in that in any capacity. I went for like a pre-screen, got a hard no. That was the only thing I knew about it. And then maybe a year and a half later, I was still just out here. I still just never really wound up going back to New York because it was I didn't have an apartment there. I would have had to like find the whole sublet yeah, hustle and right. a really cheap place to stay out here. So I just kind of stayed. All my stuff is, for, by the way, still in storage. In still, in the same, yep, yep. still in the same. Still in the same storage unit. Yep. You're right. The Journey singer is Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. All right, go back. <laughs> <Okay>. Filipinos can <laughs> sing. Uh, <laughs> so then CW picked it up two seasons later, What's, a year and a half what later. What studio's doing That's this? That's crazy. CBS. It's CBS Studios. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so they pick it up a year and a half later, and I just get a call out of the blue from Rachel, who's the star of the show, saying, hey, this is probably going to sound insane, but... Uh, we have been talking about putting you on the show for a year and a half and had we gotten picked up on Showtime we would have done the same but we just didn't so we didn't have any reason to actually call you um, but we'd love for you to uh, come be on the show so I just kind of got a call out of the blue so is that not the greatest it's, uh, that's, it's also really kind of sweet and refreshing because there was no cloaked mis- mystery about it you know how everyone in this town is so walls up she was just yeah. like hey buddy uh, I haven't the, even ever met you, but I'd love the, for you to come be on our show. But she she hadn't met you at all. Nope. He just done the one audition. I know wasn't right, and she then saw some tape. She from saw the tape. I'm just wondering how but this she... was like a, a role that was literally created for quote unquote White Josh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was. They just thought it was. So, how many episodes did you do the first season? Uh, eleven, maybe twelve. Out of the like thirteen. That. Out of eighteen, we did. 18 oh, they, they, the first did a, yeah. they did. Yeah. Okay. Did they do a B season? Did they do one of those B seasons? They did. No, they they called it all season one. They got a back five while we were okay. They picked up the back five before we premiered. Okay, so and then season two happened. Season so two happened. We went back down to thirteen because our ratings were really bad. They moved us to Fridays. We have the worst ratings on television, which sounds like I'm being self-deprecating, but we really kind of wear it with a badge of honor because we think it's hilarious. But last season, we were 91 of nine. <laughs> People so kept, why, like, what's the, the 91 shows. They're giving you guys a chance. Yeah, we, got, we have a third. We're doing our third right now. But I mean, 13. it's won awards, and it's, you know... Yeah, it's, it's kind it's of a critical darling. Let's, I mean, let's speak about the business right now. You know how networks are. Yeah, mm-hmm. the business it's side not, of it is mind-boggling. It's not, it's not where they give shows a chance anymore. Seinfeld, if Seinfeld was to air for their first season this year, right. they wouldn't get picked up. It'd be like four and done. Right. Well, I do think I, a huge... And obviously, this doesn't satisfy the business side of it, but a huge portion of our audience is streaming, and they know that so many people are locked in. That's great. That they're willing to... I think they're willing to maybe take a bit of a loss because the show has so much uh, so traffic. Yeah. And you're going to have to forgive me because I've not seen the show. That's all right. All right. A lot of people haven't, as I've just uh, mentioned. Which is, explains why. I mean, I haven't. I didn't, reali- I didn't, 91. Of nine, I no, didn't realize. Of 91, which is the best. Part. I didn't realize it got picked up for a season two, but we're now on season three. That's so, right. Yeah. all right. Actually, season three just premiered last week. And it's a uh, congratulations. Thank you. Can we talk for two seconds about Insecure? Oh, yeah. Insecure. Okay. So, so um, Dave is also on Insecure. Um, but what I love is that, like, you were the. N- 
seriously, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because you're sitting here. You're like one of the nicest friends I have. Oh. For reals. Well, thank you. I mean, always down to help out. Always down to... Thank you, Jenna. And he has the nicest girlfriend who just brought me a beer. Well, thanks, um, Jenna. <laughs> but always like down to help out, down to watch the dogs, like down to just come hang, like sweetest man alive with my daughter. Like you're just down for anything. Um, Aww. And... And no, don't don't say what. This isn't what, about what. you. This isn't about you. Literally, you are the most just not let her down. Give me a compliment, dog. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where you're going with this. Okay, I'm getting there. Give okay. me a second. Go ahead. But the funny <laughs> thing is, you get cast as sometimes these kind of arrogant assholes. Oh, I see. I don't know why it. It's just like funny to me. Yeah, like, no, I'm a. I'm a. You got a bad read on me. I am a grade A douchebag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I but, play it well. No, the, <laughs> the insecure thing is so funny because in the beginning, and and correct me if I'm wrong, if I can talk about this. Yeah. In the beginning, when I first watched like your first episode, you were just like you were a dude. You worked at the you know the corporate law sort firm. of law yeah. firm, and you kind of seemed like you know just like a, a guy who could have worked at the law firm. Yeah. And there was a whole different path for that character. Yes, there was. They had originally yeah written me as the kind of woke white boy right. who lives who works with one of the main characters and i mean it wasn't a huge uh, plot point but we had we had a bunch of things that ended up getting cut where i was sort of this like woke gets it dude right and then all of that got cut for story and i ended up just having a couple lines that season and then we came back for season two, and I was so honored that they were having me back because there really was no reason they had to. So wait, you were you on Crazy Ex Girlfriend before the show? Yes. Yep. So contractually, they did you have this as an have an out? No, or? they we shot in the off season, so there was they didn't, no, and they don't care. No, I was I wasn't bumped to regular until this year, so I was just a guest star there those okay. first those first two seasons. Um, and I I don't know if they would have anyway. They're pretty, they seem pretty good about that stuff. But uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, they writ- they had written me as this one kind of guy, and the audition was all very improv and fun, conversational, this guy really gets it, and then I came back for season two, and I really was surprised that they were having me back at all, because I had like two lines in two episodes in season one, there was no reason that my character was important enough to like dig into and i get to the table read which was under lock and key they didn't send us any scripts it was a cold read at the table and it is like this white devil douchebag <laughs> who stands for everything <laughs> bad in the world and it is a, a more interesting and more important story to tell for sure but i was like is this just the read they got on me <laughs> they writing for the actor they have at this uh... point Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Do you remember when I went in to play your wife? Oh, that's right. They were like letting me have input on who was going to play my wife. I like went in to play his wife, who was sort of this, uh, I don't know how you describe it. it. didn't, like the character didn't even make it into the, no. they cut the yeah, whole story Yeah, they cut that line. whole thing, yeah. Um, but well, she was. spent a lot of money on this show. I think so. HBO has they got because they're shooting all this stuff and then like we didn't shoot any of that. Yeah, no, I went in to play and I was like, oh my god, I went in to play your wife. Oh my god, wouldn't this be so fun? And then I didn't hear, and I was like, damn it, I didn't get it. And he's like, oh sweetie, they cut that. And I was like, oh, I feel so (laughs) much better. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that the worst? When I'd rather them cut it all together than like not get get it. it. I felt so fancy. They were asking me if I had anybody I wanted to pitch to play my wife. They asked me what kind of 
props I thought this guy would have. Like, what kind of brief? He plays a lawyer, which is hilarious. I was talking about going to law school earlier because I was right. like, I don't know what do, what do lawyers hold. <laughs> do they still have briefcases? What goes in there? Oh, briefs? Is cool. that, is cool. that cool. legal? Go, 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 See, go. If you, I would have been like, I want a flip phone. <laughs> a flip phone. I don't want, I, I don't... want, I want like old technology. I want like to, I, when I make calls, I want it to, f- I want a fucking uh, phone. See, I went the other direction. I asked for an Apple watch. See, no. They didn't give it to me because I guess lawyers don't use Apple products? Mm. No. Or maybe they didn't have... I don't know. If I, would, I can get the licensing. I would have yeah, done a too flip expensive. phone. HBO can't get that. I would have yeah, had no, a flip phone not even them. and a Nextel pager. I don't even... I do not trust you. That is like Better Call Saul. That is... Like, lawyers might have pagers. No, that's probably doctors. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, no. both. People um, still use pagers. Okay, I'm just going to fire off a couple of rapid fire Hit me. things. Uh, worst audition ever. Uh... Probably for, un- I mean, I've had about a billion terrible ones, but there's one that does stand out to me because it was also to understudy that guy that we were talking about that you referred to as my nemesis earlier. Mm-hmm. And there was an optional note in it that's not in the score, but pretty much everyone would sing. But no one was talking about it. And the way it's written is a much lower note. And it was one of those ones where you like really pop up and soar or you kind of come down and, you know. Anyway, Is it the little note on the page? It wasn't even written as a little note. Oh. There was no... This kid just has like pipes that can go up there, so right. it just was his own thing. Anyway, I wasn't planning on doing the high option. I, I'm i a very inconsistent singer as it is, so <laughs> I would get a little nervous about it, but especially that one. I could like nail it in my bedroom the night before, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Anyway, I'm doing... I'm ramping up into the song, and I'm feeling great. Like, uh, feeling real good about myself. So I decided in the in the moment that I'm gonna note. I'm gonna give it a go, and suffice it to say, it did not go very well. Okay, okay. <laughs> a sound came out of me, <laughs> the likes of which no human has made before, to the point where like there's no recovering, right? Oh, like no. Yeah, there's no trying to pass that off. Like you guys did <laughs> that, right? There's no show must go on after that moment. So I think I sort of just like. Uh, like, like <laughs> flipped into my head voice and did a, like an embarrassing sort of like bow to the ground as if to say like n- I, no I, need to try and look me in my eyes and the casting director goes well you tried it oh boy <laughs> oh god That's oh, so you heard that oh oh no okay my question you for went you inside is, yourself like, any, basically any cast like with all the shows tours uh, everything mm. where Cast members who you didn't get along with, or had rivalries, or I mean, you, when you're on a tour for the a year tour, and a half, yeah, it's like forced like it gets family. In, so it there's gets some incestual shit. too. Sure. Oh yeah. I I don't know. I'm kind of a good time guy. I was always just like kept everyone at arm's length. I was good How for about, a good time. Did anyone not like you? I'm sure. Yeah, I can't really think of any specifics though, but I'm sure. There's nothing of note. No, like, big blowouts or anything. But, yeah, people hated me, I'm sure. I was like okay. this fratty douchebag. I was 22, ripping did shots. Did you have dance experience? <laughs> I didn't before college, but I kind of did it in, in college. They taught me some stuff. And it's rough, especially as a guy, because you don't have the stretch, you know. Yeah, the, no, the technical foundation yeah. was not there for me. I don't think I could have done that much longer. My body was not feeling it. Like, you could hang upside line. down as, like, a monkey, but we weren't going for newsies. Right. 
uh, chorus line was hard. I mean, that was I'm like, I'm that's just a pretty, that's a heavy With that audition, show. do they start with the dance? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So you made it past the first round. I think I auditioned for that one again, maybe five or six times. I had gone in for the revival, not the original one, but to replace in the revival, and I didn't get it. And then I went in for the tour, and I didn't get it. And then the tour went out, and then I went in again for a replacement on the tour, and I didn't get it. And then I they had me in another time and I was on the road so I was flying back for these auditions which you know in hindsight maybe wouldn't have maybe wasn't worth it but it was seemed worth it it was worth it because I ended up getting the job but by the fourth time finally got it but I think it was a lot I, I don't move like everyone moves because I don't have that sort of technical foundation and that show is you know it's they're supposed up. to be yeah. like blend into the background chorus dancers by the end of the show and I, I do sort of stick out a little bit. It, it was rough for me as, as a dance in any dance call because I just can I can do some things, and I'm a mind over matter guy. If you do it, I can like maybe do it. But I'm trying to think if I can remember the the choreography for one. I feel like I can well get up it. get up on them feet, You'd buddy. Have to do it with me. Oh Lord! All right, I will I will tape you guys after this, and we can yeah. save it and put it up. Yeah, yeah. On the on the Instagram, I do have a, a slightly funny story that I want to share. Hit me. Um. About David. Um, so <laughs> you had moved into this place in Hollywood. It might be actually be where... I can't remember if it's the place you're living now. or Bugtown? The, Bugtown, USA? Yep. Yep. The place before that. And at one point, you were coming over here, and I hadn't checked my phone, and you were, you were running late, and I didn't think twice about it. But when I finally looked at my phone, and I think I screenshotted the text, and if I can find it, I will put it up on social. But your, your text to me was, hey, leaving in five minutes. Hey, sorry, haven't left yet. Um, I am currently locked. I, I, my keys are currently locked in the um, the laundry room where a homeless man has decided to squat and locked himself inside. And then the next one was like, "Cool, cool, cool, still here." <laughs> like it was like, um, "What?" Hashtag uh, living in Hollywood. <laughs> Hope to see you soon. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I texted her leaving in five. I was running down to get my stuff out of the dryer. Yep. And I think, I don't remember if I had started down there and run up. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have my, uh, (laughs) I didn't have my bag to put my laundry in. So I ran up to get my bag. And then while I was in there, I was like, hey, leaving in five, ran back down with my bag. And the door had been closed and I had left my keys in that room. And the guy that we have Squatter. like a tweaker yeah was a, taking a nap on the <laughs> on the laundry machine the which door. has happened a couple times but he pulled the door shut behind him which of course he did but none of the tenants have keys to that laundry shed it's like a little shed out back <laughs> behind the apartment building so i couldn't get in and i was r- rapping on the thing i called the super i called everybody and they're like go fuck yourself there's nobody that's taking care of anybody who lives in that apartment building so i just waited a while and then my downstairs neighbor who has lived there forever was walking by and i was like any chance you have a key to this laundry shed and she did so that was how i finally that's got in there he's able you to get his keys so in laundry and then he's like sorry it's the same thing that happened except not in the laundry but what's his name the other guest that we had your friend um through a fireball. Oh, oh yeah, Brian Chester's. Yeah, he got he had the homeless thing happen with oh, his yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's right. Okay. I or, mean, you know, squatters. it's just hashtag my friends at the You know what? I'm about to go through that, I'm sure. I felt I'm living in one of those buildings. Yeah. 
I mean, this is Hollywood. You know, so this sorry is Hollywood. For you. No, this I'm sorry happens. for me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good on this side. I hope you don't have the bug problem I do. My downstairs neighbors I don't, are. I got um, all new furniture, and I had Terminex come before I even moved in. Yeah, that's uh, oh, it's not going to do the trick where I live because my downstairs neighbors are hoarders. So, the they can come as much as they want. They've come and sprayed maybe three times, and then three weeks later, like clockwork, there they come. Oh my. But God. now I'm kind of I kind of like him. You guys far. should really talk about the train because Dave, I take it all the time. I love the train. I'm a train he person. He takes Me the too. train. He has a bike. He has a car too. But you actually take public transit more than anyone yeah. I know. I prefer it. That's why, like in New York, like when I was over the summer, I was in New York for like it's the best. They're like my friend wants to take a car, and I'm like I'm not taking a car. Yeah, but you can get in the car, and I'll meet you there. Because There's a plenty of good trains. I'll go crazy in traffic yep. in New York City. Yep. And now that they've added Uber and Lyft yep. in New York, it's more traffic. Yep. And I'm like, I'll get there in 15 minutes where you're going to be in the car yep. for 35 to 40 minutes. Yep. We're on the same page here. I don't care how hot the train station is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the train stations here, on the other hand, are very nice, very clean. They, nice. they are. The problem is, is that the... New they Yorkers, don't go as many places as you want them no. to go. Right. But you can do some combination of... I mean, bus if you're really willing. I've done it. But train and Uber on either side. Christine, I didn't have a car for six months, remember? Six, seven months. And I yeah. was taking, I was going to auditions in Santa Monica. Uh-huh. Take the train. On the fucking train. On the blue line. From, let me tell you, from where? Van Nuys. Sure. Red line to the expo line? Yeah. He knows. <laughs> there huh. was no expo line. You take the orange line? Oh, you were taking the Van Nuys bus. I was taking or no, I was taking orange line. To, like, if I had, I'll have like three auditions. Oh, this was before day. the expo line? For the expo okay. line. I would take the orange line to the red line. Uh-huh. Take the red line to, to downtown. Like, uh, to like Hollywood Vine. I'll do a commercial audition like on La Brea. Uh-huh. Then I'd catch the blue bus. Oh, yeah. To, Santa Monica Big Blue to Bus. To get to Fox. Heck you know, yeah. whatever. You know. It was a nightmare, but I did it. Yeah. If you, you, you figure it out now. But now I live close to uh, the Western, I mean, sorry, the Vermont and Wilshire line. Oh, Which yeah. is really yeah. easy to get to a That's lot of places. Easy. So it has red and purple. That's nice. And once the purple line goes all the way, because right. they're building the purple line all the way out to Westwood on Wilshire. Jenna, um, this is Dave's girlfriend. How do you feel about the public transport? <laughs> I love the public public transport. I, have you? Do you enjoy it in LA? I do. He's given me a little bit of a tour. Yeah, she's really nice. she's a good sport. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, you guys. I mean, you you definitely. If you go to your it's Instagram, you, you Instagram. It I a lot. try to because I feel like people don't even realize that there's it, a it public exists. transit it's true. system here. It's I agree. Different. Like I use it. Like if I know I'm going downtown, I, rather than trying to find parking or whatever, I'll take the train downtown. It's just mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. you know, it's great. Downtown's easy. Yeah. I also I drive a seventy one pickup truck, so I can't really valet it. Right. I can't really park it a lot of places. Right. Well, it's the, a gas hog. A lot and of And you for, almost died on the freeway once coming yep, to my I house. Had a blowout and uh almost <laughs> and the tr- the tires on that thing, if if one blows out, it is like you have you have You're absolutely no control. Yeah. No control. He literally comes to my house, he's like, Hey guys, I'm like, Oh hey, what's going on? He's like, mm, almost died on the freeway. We're like, <laughs> I sure I'm, did. I'm sorry, what? I sure did, yeah. Oh, he's I got like, hit I had by a car today. Freeway. You got what? hit by a car I got hit today. by a car today. Yeah. On why do we not? Why are bike. we burying this, this story? Yeah. Uh, this bitch pulling into Starbucks on which Starbucks? Willoughby and Highland. I was taking Willoughby. I work at a gym uh, in West Hollywood, Beverly Hills area. So I take Willoughby all the way across. Pretty. I only take my bike to to the gym job, and uh, I was coming. She was in the right hand lane. No turn signal. Just. Went straight for the Starbucks drive-through, 
and completely cut me off and didn't stop. I scraped. I mean, I scratched her car. It's bad. And kept going. So I got, I actually took a picture of her. <gasps> oh. Not Did that I'm going to do anything her? with it. Were you like, um, you just hit me? Yeah. And then and uh, was she like, oh, sorry. And then I took a picture and then I had a light, so I left. But did she had did she have any she recollection? Got out of her car when she saw me taking a picture in her Benz. No. Oh. Her Beamer. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, not good. Oh, and you got her license plate too. And then she was like, hey, like screaming at me as if I did something wrong. Oh my God. Were you in the you right? Could... <sighs> oh yeah. Well, no, you can't you can't I mean pedestrians. Well, some and of the bikers, bikers I have you... to say, are they Look, I, Dave. First wants of all, a, Dave wants to get a motorcycle, and I'm I'm very don't, against. You, especially I, with your luck. No, no, no. I'll be dead in six okay. weeks. I keep saying. Yeah. But I'm. I'm not into <laughs> it. I took my. I, I went to take my scared. test today. Oh, David. But I uh, get a moped. I waited for two no, hours. No, a moped's even worse. Get this. I wait for two hours at the DMV, which is fine. And the last test is you can't get administered a test after five. They call my number at five oh seven. So I got to so, go back in the morning. Stop it. Yeah. So you come at 507, they're like, thanks so much for waiting. Yeah. We're done. They were like, we'll process you, but you have to come back to the test. So, I can do it. Um, so wait a minute. This is my second You work thing. at a gym too? Yeah. I'm like a janitor. My gym, my gym job. Dave is a very... I'm so confused. No. The, <laughs> you're, on it's two not confused. Ser- you're on two series. Yeah, but it's, it's a cushy Let, janitor job. But let's, let's talk about this for a second. I'm a janitor, but like is... a hot one. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're on two series. It's like an actor's dream, right? Dave is a very frugal, very practical person. <laughs> Humble, frugal, practical. Yeah, keep, you keep don't know going. when you don't know when your next job is going to come. That's true. Okay, that's true. Also, you need a place to work out, and you can probably work out there for free I because can. you have what gym you, is Christine? You have a, a job there. It's the Reebok gym on uh, on. It's a CrossFit gym. On Look, Melrose. I think a lot of CrossFit. Well, come okay. on in. It's I think two hundred seventy-five dollars a month, which is why I, I have my junior job. It's insane, honey. I take a three-dollar Zumba class, <laughs> and I'm not. You think I'm kidding? Why? No, it's not even. It's in the barrio of like on Figueroa, in like right outside of Highland Park. It's listen. I'm not kidding. Women with their strollers. They, women come with their strollers. It's I, I, I listen. I'm like. I ain't joining no gym. Yeah, three dollar Zumba. Well, it's you get $3. a dinner job if you want a gym job. Let me know. But I ain't cleaning no gym neither. No, it's See, it's fun. You're... I'm pretty good at it. You'll get good at it, and then it's kind of fun. It's nice because you can this check is out. The craziest guy I've ever met. He's like but, a two series, and he's t- fucking. At but listen for a second. Gym. I mean, I yeah, I'm on two series, but I probably worked like thirty days last year. You know what I mean? Are you getting paid by episode? Yeah, but I mean, I have nothing to do. But you don't oh. know, and you don't know when your next job is coming. I so. understand that. I'm not saying that, Christina. It's just, it's. I can. I, I'm allowed to think it's odd. <laughs> Are you too good for a gym job? If you knew, laugh? If you knew okay. how good I was, now, at if you it, were going to work at a Chick Fil A, <laughs> I'd be like, right on. I love a Chick Fil A. I can't. It's this a, is a healthier version choice. of that. You want free chicken? So do you take I the CrossFit classes? Yeah. Any and you, you, I mean, didn't you used to lead them? No. I mean, you never led them no. at all. You no. could though. That uh, <laughs> CrossFit's not my thing. I want to try it. I I'm feel d- like I've done the training, mate. I did it today. I almost threw up. It is. I want to do that. I want to do that thing yeah. that you're talking about. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> Every time we do it, everyone's like, "You guys ready?" And I'm like, "No, fuck. <laughs> that sounds horrible." Oh, yeah, God, I it's awful. Do it because I just need I need discipline. 
we know that's very <laughs> like, clear. I want someone to yell at me and go, "You're gonna," you know what I mean? Like I, I would love trash. to yell at you. We would both love to probably yell at <laughs> yeah, you. Let's do it. No, Why don't I you just that. come over to my house? We'll get a video we'll of that after this, shit. also. And work out, and we'll just yell at you. I mean, I yell back. <laughs> he does. We go to Soul Cycle. He yells at the t- at the teacher. Now that I can't get, now that I can't get. I'm not Jenna into. Love Soul Cycle. I'm not into the cycling. Which really one do you go either. to in New York? She. We went to Flatiron. I go to the Tribeca one. It's not my fave. The Tribeca one's good. She. The she new lives, bikes. Have you done the new bikes? I'm a little on the. F- I hate the new bikes. <laughs> <laughs> she has a place in Cobble Hill, so there's one. There's one like I don't know, six blocks from her. Yeah, I because I I do the Soul Cycle, but I they it's got the New York instructors, the Tribeca ones. They want me to come back because it's so fun for them. Because <laughs> I'm not. Ki- you think I'm joking? They give you comp classes? No, but they're like, when are you coming back? Because yeah, I because I hate it. I hate it. You know, but I I hate it. But I love it and hate it at the same time because I am screaming. I'm telling them to fuck off my middle finger when they're like doing five, four, three, two. I'm like one, and my middle finger goes up, and they're like, "It's." it's I don't like going with him because he, in the very beginning, is angry, right? So then he says angry things to the instructor, and then the instructor calls him out, and then looks at me next to him, and I'm like, "I have no part in this. I have no part in this." And they're like, "Just for that." Because listen, they do a lot of that soul talking in the beginning where they're like. Like, and we're gonna, yeah. And I'm like, they and call I, it a I literally, tribe. no, we were, we were like sitting next to Christine and I were sitting next to each other, and she was like doing some, like, and just let your body, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, let's just do this already. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, he's like, I swear to God. Them. And she's like, who are you? And I she's was like, like, oh, just for that, we're gonna start with sprints. And I'm like, I wanna <laughs> fucking kill you. Oh, I hate it so much. Uh, it's not, I wish we could me. bring a camera into Soul Cycle because I, I, I've, we've got many requests from fans of the show. Yeah. They want to see what happens. I would if if Soul Cycle would let us do it, I'd let them tape it. It's so I'm like I don't care. But if I'm paying to like sweat and like be pushed, and I'm gonna yell back, I'm gonna clap back. <laughs> I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah, you paid. I mean, I'm kind of with you on this now that you say that. You're you're the consumer. It's true. You have every and I have to have two bottles of water there. <laughs> Because I get panicked if I feel like I'm running out of the first bottle. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to make it through. So I have to have that extra bottle. Even though I usually don't get to that extra bottle, but I feel like I need to see it. I need you to come to Training Mate with me. I'll do Training Mate with you. What is Training Mate? Okay, so Training Mate, I feel like it's very similar to CrossFit. Although the one time I've done CrossFit, I realized it wasn't for me. Only because every single guy there looked like they were training for Game of Thrones. (laughs) It was Game of Thrones and me. And they were like, okay, guys, we're just going to do some real simple, you know, handstand push-ups. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not there, everyone. I can't do a push-up without... I, I can't even I handstand. I the knee kind. Like, I, no, guys. And, like, I almost, I literally almost threw up. And the guy was like, doesn't it feel good? And I was Jenna like, came. it doesn't. Jenna did one. I'm scared. Jesus, I can't do any of that. She did How do you do a handstand push-up? I don't know. You do I don't a handstand know. with your feet up against the wall and you do push-ups like this. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's easier than it you looks. You do a handstand... And then you go down up. Like what, you're gonna... And your feet are touching the wall? Yes. yes. So you're doing a handstand. I don't have the arm strength. I don't have it. Obviously. Who does? Only yeah. Dave and people on Game of Thrones. Yeah. And uh, Jenna, janitors, I guess for one. I so Jim I can't do a pull-up. I could Jenna. never do a pull-up. No. Like, I think <laughs> I, I could, could do one in seventh grade. I could never do a pull-up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
in gym, I couldn't. I couldn't climb <laughs> the rope. Presidential physical fitness. Pres- no, I couldn't. No. I could, they gave it to me. <laughs> they did? I charmed my way through it. My gymnasium <laughs> How teacher. How was your V sit and reach? Listen, pretty good. I never One, cha- two. <laughs> my, Oh my god, my hammies. <laughs> my gymnasium teacher like excused me from staying in the class. They just didn't want you in it they, any exactly. longer. Exactly. <laughs> they were I like, never, get this guy out I of never, here. No, no. I was on in junior high. I, I think was it's on called the, charm. I think it's called like extortion. No, or in like, junior <laughs> high in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. I oh, was I was the manager. I was he's the taking a position. Uh, I was the manager of the wrestling team, and how? Let me, let me tell you what. For why, those of you at home, he is up. It's, it's he like, is out of his seat. He's doing stand up. It's all it's it's all the written. You have to write everything down and okay. the weighing uh-huh. and stuff and bake cookies. But here's the best part. <laughs> here's here's the best part, Christine. I'd have to wrestle. What? Because I was the smallest guy, there was no one in that weight Stop in that weight it. class. So, so you had zero. Won. You literally I, so had like I zero practice. Had the fucking and leotard all... thing, the singlet. No. Oh yeah, and I'd have to show up, and then they'd be like, "Okay, every, for, the team forfeit." Did you know what you were doing? <laughs> yes, because I was at every practice because I was the wrestling manager. But did get, you ever get, actually... get on off? I'll show you the starting position. Wait, did you ever actually <laughs> wrestle anyone at practice? At practice, I just learned how to, just in case, but I never had to wrestle. Oh my god. You were like the. Like, I went to Northeast Junior High call. in Greensboro, North Carolina. Ah, <laughs> uh, forced forfeit. What would you have done if someone showed up in your I wake would up? have fucking kicked his <laughs> ass. Just out of sheer like will and motivation. Yeah, I'm very competitive. I don't care. I there's something about me. I like. I'm gonna win. Mm-hmm. There's no physical reason why I should, but I will. <laughs> no, there isn't. You would have broken every rule, but I don't care. You would have... I would have won. Oh my god! All right, this has been amazing. This has been amazing. <laughs> what a nice I could talk time for hours. Um, Dave, let our listeners know where to find you on social. Uh, I only have Instagram, and it's David Hull. David Hull. David Hull twice. Spell it. D a v i d h u l l. And then again, D-A-V-I-T-H-U-L. You mean it's twice? David Hull, David Hull. Yeah, David Hull, David Hull. It's him. He's got a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah, it's, it's, you know. there's, there's birds. And <laughs> and your shows are... Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Insecure is done for the season. They already aired, but it's still available on HBO on Go yeah. now. And then uh, Crazy Ex just premiered last Friday at 8 o'clock, I'm told. And we'll continue through the fall. And then you have a movie. Uh, on Fridays at 8. Oh, yeah. just finished. I did. I just shot a movie with Bob Saget and uh, Rob Corddry and Kevin Pollack and Sherry O'Terry. A lot of people. And Max Burkholder, who's from Parenthood, I'm sure. What's the movie called? It's called Benjamin. Uh, I'm not really sure what stage they're in. I think they're doing the festival rounds type of deal. Oh, great. Yeah. So no news on that front as far as where to find it. But I'm really excited about it. I loved it. We shot for four weeks or three and a half weeks in... uh, Santa Clarita in a weird mansion, and the whole movie takes place in one night, in one room, basically. So we were all there for 14 hours a day in the same outfit, Groundhog Day. Just uh, bullshitting in the same. with it hilarious comedians. So Those are the fun. best. It's so fun. And, and, for, and in Santa Clarita because we were trapped opposite there. traffic. And also opposite commute. Yep. yep. And we all just basically sat on the back patio and cracked jokes for 14 hours a day. It was uh, the time of my life. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a blast. That's great. All right, well, listen, you can find Christine Lake and Dave Yo Foley Lake also. In. Oh, Dave Foley, Dave too. Foley fans, kids in the kids hall. Kids in the hall. All right, back News to Radio. Christine Lakin. Uh, you can find me on all social at Yo Lakin. 
You can find me at Alec Ludd. You can find me at Stephen Ray Morris. Dave, thanks again so much for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey. I had a real nice time. I'm sure, you, I, it, well, it's just like every yeah. other Wednesday when you come over <laughs> yeah, and eat, exactly. but no, I made you, you talk me, and do things. I bring things. beer, and uh, your dogs assault me. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. All right, I gotta go home. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on social media at Worst Ever Podcast and at Worst Ever PC on Twitter. If you have any comments, questions, or just want to love or hate us, don't forget to email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.